Osiris. I think we're ready. Rebelo, ladies and gentlemen. We are here. Did you do your intro already? Okay. You're gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it. I just want to. Before Tom does an extent, you guys missed a really uh, a good set of stand up from Tom. So maybe we'll get back into that. I had to resort to doing jokes. <laughs> We're. Uh, like I said earlier, thanks to Garcia's, thanks to the team here, and thank you guys for doing this. It's, uh, it's been a little over three years since we last convened, and we've been looking forward to it. We've been looking forward to it since then. Yeah, at that, uh, first of all, hi, Rick, Peter, Jeff. Hey. Hello. Hi, Tom. Hi. Yeah. Thanks for doing this again. Thanks for having us. Like RJ said, over, just over three years. Yeah. And a lot has changed, and uh, we were reflecting back then on how 2019 was a breakout year for you guys, and we were of course looking forward to 2020 and then COVID. Sure. But despite that, it's been an unreal rocket ride for Goose. Um, several amazing tours, and the, the rocket ride's kind of, to me anyway, from Outside Observer, centered around the amazing Drip Field album and, the, and those songs, it's incredible. Um, but also, uh, you know, Red Rocks, uh, two nights sold out at the Radio City Music Hall. Um, how about five nights at the cap? Amazing. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, collaboration, collaboration with, uh, with Trey, Bobby, Phil, Jack Antonoff, and uh, who's next? I, who's next? I, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon, right. And, and late to the party, uh, you know, in catch-up mode, I, I, I heard Dave Matthews is going to buy each of you a house. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sounds good. Of course that's not true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> none of this possible without an incredible, devoted fan base, the kind that most fans can only dream of, you guys. Yep. So sure. give yourselves a hand. <laughs> of course, I want to talk about all this craziness, but I'm also going to make a promise. RJ and I are podcast guys. We like to talk. But there's also some great music, and we're not going to get bogged down in talking. Right, RJ? Yes. So now we'll talk for a while. Right? Um, no more talking. This is incredible, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for thank being you here. I don't know if you guys... I think you do remember at the Bell House. I, do. I think there was... <laughs> I think there was, like, a little bit more empty space that night than yeah, there no, is today. More chairs. <laughs> I remember you were... Uh, I think you told a story about, like, the year before trying to rush to get to a, a gig at the Cubby Bear in oh, Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, we were talking about like, oh yeah, like that was so, such like a different time. And yeah, now, one of four at the Cubby Bear. Now we're like one <laughs> pandemic later and we're like, we're talking about all this stuff. It's really amazing. We're gonna, instead of, instead of asking you guys like, what's it like right now? Because, you know, that would take a while probably. I think maybe we should just talk about some songs. And then as yeah. we go along, we'll, we'll keep asking questions. Um, 
I was going to say something else, but I think we'll just talk about the songs. Um, we're going to hear, I think, like six or seven-ish songs, and in between, we're going to do some talking. So there's going to be a lot of music, and uh, like Tom said, we'll try not to talk too much. But um, I had the honor of uh, suggesting some, some tunes, so if, uh, if you like it, you can give me credit, and if not, you can blame Tom, um, please. <laughs> so I want to get into... Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the first song that you guys are going to play, and then and then we'll talk more about the second song after. So we'll have a couple songs, and then some more discussion. Um, Rick, this uh, this song "Silver Rising" is uh, it's one of my favorites, and I um, it's a it's a co-write. It's a co-write. Yeah, yeah, very much. Tell us first of all. I feel like you often say this is about a werewolf, or this is a song yeah. about about werewolves. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a pretty emotionally powerful song, which makes me think there's like it's not just about werewolves. Sure. Yes. You know. But <laughs> I'm curious how that song came together, and tell us about the co-write and just kind of like what what was the inspiration for it? Um, well, it uh, it actually goes back quite a bit um, when uh, you know Matt and I wrote yeah. um, it's uh, when Vasudo kind of broke up. We didn't talk for a couple of years. And it was, um, you know, it was, as breakups go, it was you know, one of those things. And when we started talking again, that was the, kind of the first thing we started talking about. Hmm. He had this, uh, he, he had an idea about a talk about a werewolf. And then, you know, we, we were just talking about it for years. And I think it went through a bunch of different, you know, versions and, and forms. At times we were talking about doing like a whole EP or album mm -hmm. around this idea, the story of, of a werewolf and stuff like that and ended up just being you know just being the song but uh, I, I, yeah I guess last year um, it was kind of getting to a point and um, you know, we just <laughs> <laughs> can you guys I guess just on that um, day, and, of, <laughs> day of actually day of yeah alright yeah, we, we, we were in like a hotel where were we uh, Bend? Bend Oregon Bend yeah. Oregon yeah. yeah I was in a hotel and like woke up and like had an idea but we were stuck on the second verse and then um, just kind of finished that and then played it that night. Didn't even have the ending section, really. That's true, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess that's... The, the vocal harmonies that you guys put together are, to me, one of the most awesome things about the band, and I think we really hear it in, in this song and in a lot of the Arebolo tunes. How does that come together vis-a-vis, -vis, like, the, the lyrics? Like, is that... Do you have that in mind, and then it's like, okay, now we're going to do this, you know, several-part vocal harmony while I kind of howl, or... Or did that, does that happen more? Uh, does that happen more organically? Like, how do those harmonies come together? Because I feel like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a it's such a distinctive part of your sound. Um, well, in, in general, or that one in particular? Uh, maybe that one in particular. Yeah, that one in particular. Matt had Matt had this idea of like this round thing, and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, kind of just pieced it together from there. But uh, yeah, it, um, you know, the, yeah, you gotta. Not a horrible song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, where, where, how do you come into that part? Because you're, you're in the round, obviously, and that's kind yeah. of part of what, what, you, what you bring to these songs. Yeah, well, I, you know, Rick is such a good instructor of harmony. So uh, a lot of the time, like, he'll bring in a song and be like, kind of feel it here, and then, like, we'll go through some parts um, and try to feel, like, what's the right the right place to be in, mm -hmm. what the right notes to hit are, you know, and uh, kind of got a, a better sense of it over the years, but when I was just joining the band, I really hadn't sung harmony before, so Rick is a great teacher, he's helped me out with that a lot. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, it, it, I, it sounds like you've been doing it your whole life. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. 
Um, so I think we're going to, if you guys don't mind playing a couple songs, we're going we're gonna to talk about the second song after, after the, the two songs. But you guys play a little music? Yeah, sure. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs>
Matt here. Matt here. Yeah. Campbell. No. Scramble. No, Matt. Campbell. Okay. All right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Seared spirit. So free, she's my. Home. 
<laughs> Thank you guys for coming. Um, wow, I can't believe we get to do this on a Sunday afternoon, all of us. So thank you guys. Thank you. I have to say, uh, coming out of the pandemic, um, I've been wanting to do this again since we last did it in January 2020. And as the pandemic was sort of easing and there were more shows being planned, every once in a while I'd hit up the management team like, hey guys, we should probably do this again soon, right? And everyone's enthusiastic about it, and it finally worked, and we're finally all here. So thank, thanks to the Goose team and everyone for putting this together. Um, also, I don't, know, I don't know if we did introductions. This is Tom Marshall. Uh, my name's RJ. Hey, guys. I think you know Rick, Peter, Jeff. Um, Hi. Peter, Peter, can you tell us a little bit about Honeybee? Sure. Um, well... It, you know, it started uh, back in like, I think I started writing it in 2019 or something like that. Um, and uh, it's about my mother, who's uh, right over oh. here. Oh, that is amazing. Um, you know, I think it, like there's a lot of chaos going around, like personal life things at that time. And uh, my mom's always been there for me. So, uh, you know, she's a guiding light, so it's, you know, it's nice to write about her. Well, that is amazing. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Welcome, Mom. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Yay, welcome. Her name's Rita. How, um, Rita. how did the music come together versus the lyrics? Like, how does it, and, and how does it typically work for you, or is it different all the time? It's, yeah, it's different a lot of the time. This one um, had the main melody and the chorus, for a long time, it took me a long time to figure out the verse. I had like several other verses written. I was like, definitely a ton of different notes, melodies for the verse. 
Um, and then it just all came together like one day. Nice. But the chorus I had for a while. Yeah. I really like those verses. Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it ended up in a pretty good way, you know? Um, Peter, we... I. First of all, I've said this a bunch of times, but thank you to all the fans. And I, I posted earlier this week on social media, like, hey, let us know what questions you have for the guys. So I have a few of those sprinkled in. One of them is, is there a story behind the blanket on your organ? <laughs> I don't know. Mom, where's that blanket from? <laughs> it looks cool. It looks great. It's from Mexico. It's from Mexico. <laughs> I don't know. It was just laying around the house, and I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I'm going to take it and put it on stage. That is awesome. I'm sure the fan who submitted that question was, was hoping it would be that exciting of a story. Yeah. So thank you. It, it really calms me down. I, I think there have been some shows where, like, we're getting really dark and heavy. Yeah. I, I was thinking of, like, Philly Night 2, for, like, one example. The show, show of the year, according to some people. Oh, okay. uh, it was a great show, and we, it was getting really creepy during that old things, scene. Things get a little scary, and Peter rested his blankie, and everything's yeah, okay. I, I had the blanket there, and I was just like, oh, it's so nice. I think I, <laughs> I, think I gave it a couple of nice, like, pats, you know? I was like, all right, back to the... Yes. You know. Oh, that's we amazing. We got stuffed animals, we got yeah, blankies, yeah. we're good up here. And whatever, whatever you need, you know what I mean? Thank you for sharing. All right, well, I just want to say that Silver Rising is amazing. This is, I think, like the third time I've heard it, and it is incredible. It's also really nice to hear you guys acoustic. It's a great, great version, and uh, lots of fun to hear you, you know, solo acoustic, too. It's, like, effortless and yet completely different, which is awesome. But uh, anyway, I love this version of, of the band. Um, in this next segment of the music, spoiler alert, we're going to hear one of my favorite songs, Dripfield. Um, <laughs> But first, I want to address the elephant in the room. Sorry. Uh, I hate that term, actually. Every time I hear it, someone, I always like, look around and everyone like, glances at me really quickly. And I'm like, I'm the elephant? Maybe like a, a weird polar bear or something, but not an elephant. But um, anyway, I want to know what you guys think about... <laughs> Let's talk about the ostrich in the room. Yeah. I'm an ostrich. Okay. About the passing of the torch. If I do air quotes, that means it's a really important, important question. Hold on. Hold on. Let me tell you where that question comes from. Are you talking right. about the one that was at Reading that came up on stage? Yes. Yeah. 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 It could be that one. And of course, it. Of course, by the torch, uh, you know, it's a symbolic thing that means different things to different people. But maybe, am I talking about king of the jam bands? I don't know. But I want to tell you, like, as a Fish fan, from, from day one... And by the way, this is just my opinion, but I was there and I saw kind of when, or I, I, was, I knew when the torch had passed from the, the dead to fish. And uh, sadly, it was kind of, the bands didn't know each other. And so there was like no real passing. Uh, it was actually probably after Jerry died, they probably dropped the torch in the mud and fish <laughs> picked it up, sadly, you know, <laughs> before the torch went out. But anyway, um, uh, you know, as a Fish fan, I know a band that does not have uh, openers, does not really have guests on stage, and like when they, when they have a festival, there's one band there, and so they're like notoriously a, a loner act, right? So it was surprising to the community when, I think 2019, when uh, Ghost in the Forest, when Trey uh, mentioned that um, Yola Tengo and Krungbin 
we're going to open for him. I was like, it kind of sent a little ripple through the crowd. This is different. And I remember I, was, I thought it was different enough to fly out there and check it out. And it was cool. But that ripple is nothing like the tidal wave <laughs> when the Tab Goose Tour was announced. And it was just like... You know, not just touring, but performing together. I mean, it was unreal. People lost their minds. Um, so back to the torch passing. This isn't passing the torch like defeat, I give up here. It's, it's more like in recognition of, of someone who represents the future of the scene. So now to my question. Um, uh, who's in your scene? Like, uh, who do you guys think of in your scene? Like, who, who represents the future of the jam band scene? Uh, I mean, I, if, if you were to ask me, I know three members because uh, they played at Asbury Park, all of you. Goose, uh, Dogs in a Pile, and Eggie. But who else? You tell me. So that's question one. Who's in your scene? What does torch passing mean to you, and did it happen? <laughs> Peter, what do you got? <laughs> Peter. I, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of bands coming up right now, and it's, it's, it's good to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Res residual groove, sure. <laughs> there's a good, I mean, there's a strong Connecticut scene. I just, just in terms of like bands that are happening right here. And uh, we love to see that, you know? It's like where we kind of like played this, you know, I wasn't the band at the time, but Goose played this stage a whole bunch. And like Bryak, a lot of shows there. Like these small venues, like the acoustic, which is now uh, Park City Music Hall. Like it's great that these venues have kept going and now like, you know, we can go play there, like side projects and stuff like that is, it's awesome. Like the community here is incredible. Um, and like, yeah, the torch passing, I, did it happen? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's up for uh, interpretation. But, um, you know, it is like, I think it's important to keep this scene and this community going. Um, and that's something Trey talked to us about. Um, what did he say? Well, he was just like... <laughs> I'm a podcaster. <laughs> no, he, he just, you know, he thinks it's important to keep writing songs and, you know, keep building a musical catalog and, and uh, playing shows and basically just, like, going out there and exploring and improvising with your instruments and, and, and vocally and all these things. And uh, he was a great inspiration for us on that tour. He's, he's a big proponent of... Proponent of uh creativity and originality and like that's you know that's what he I think wanted to um, endorse or or support you know and I admire that a ton I mean the fact that he wanted to make a big gesture um, kind of making a statement trying to lift up you know the next generation or whatever it is 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 it was mind-blowing to me, you know, I, I, I just, I thought that was so incredible and so inspiring of him, you know, the fact that it's us, like, weirds me out a little bit, it's, like, kind of, like, yeah, I that's try strange. not to, like, think about it too much, but <laughs> it's, you know, or, like, that we were a part of it, you know, it was just wild, thank you, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, the fact that that was where his head's at, it says a lot about who he is as a person, and, uh, yeah, it, getting to know him more was... Um, I'm more inspired by him than ever after that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I guess I think we should bring Jeff into the conversation. Yeah, Jeff. What, what do you, you guys think? Hi. 
Um, everybody, everybody, join me in saying hi, Jeff. Hi, hi Jeff. Hi. Um, I want to ask you, all you guys, but Jeff, I want to direct it to you as, as someone who joined the band, um, I guess, three years ago at this point. Um, I noticed Andrew Getty has an enhanced lighting rig. Mm. It's mm-hmm. incredible. And I know that like this, this experience you guys are going through is continuing to evolve and grow. And I assume there's production, there's musical transitions, there's personal transitions. Like, how, how do you stay focused on... like? playing music and creating new music and just doing the thing that you're doing while all these things kind of grow and expand and evolve around you constantly? Um, keeping the main thing the main thing and just waking up every day and playing music. So really just like we're on a mission and uh, I'm really grateful that I just get to focus on one thing. And uh, yeah, I just do that every day. I get to play music every day. So that's how I do it. <laughs> what about you guys? Jeff, Jeff gets after it. Like we we are like we rehearse all day and then yeah. like we're tired and like Jeff goes to his like studio and wax it around for like until three a.m. every night. <laughs> we're all like eating soup and like watching cartoons and he's yeah. whacking it around every night. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what, what about you guys? I mean, you're you know like this week you guys have had a bunch of stuff in between the five shows that you're actually playing at night, including this. Like, how do you guys, how do you stay, how do you stay centered on kind of like making sure that you're bringing your A-game musically while you have P- like... PEDs. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. They don't test for those yet in the, in no. the scene, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Sleep. I don't food. Know. Yeah. pH balanced water. Yeah. Yeah, we're nerds. We're total nerds. Meals. Trying to, trying to like meals. crack the code. Yeah. Enough Meals. meals. So food and water. Meals. Food That's and water. Food. Yeah. Meditation is you, good. You guys heard it here. Exercise is good. Yeah. All Exercise is key. All those things. Yeah. Can you guys maintain that? Can you guys maintain that on the road? Oat milk, sure. Can Oat you, milk. Can you maintain that on the road? Debatable. Like water. Yeah. The, the water. Water. Exercise, yeah. We got the water. Meditation. Do you try to like? Yeah. You yeah. Try to do that. Like I stick to a routine when you're constantly changing places. It, it, yeah. yeah, definitely try. It's hard when you get to the night four or five, you know, because you're yeah. like just hoping you have enough energy for the show. <laughs> and, you know. We're, we're establishing, we're, you know, I think we're feeling out a lot of new routines, new things. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like the, the, you know, mass mentality is, or like the group mentality is, is going more and more in that direction always. Nice. In terms of, yeah. you know, um, health and mental health and things like that. Nice. It's cool. It's cool to see. Yeah. That's awesome. Great. Um, when, when you come off the road, like, do you guys, I feel like I, I go to one show and I go home and I have to sleep for like three days. Like when you guys, when you guys get off the road, do you try to like, I mean, is there a decompression period or is it like the next thing? Like you're, you basically live here now. You're playing three sh- sh- four shows coming up next week. <laughs> like, do you guys get a point in between shows or in between tours where you really get to like unplug or is it just too busy for that right now? Like, you know, occasionally it, some more than others for Rick here. A day? <laughs> like a day? Uh, yeah. yeah. Good day. The is like you come home from like the road and then it's like you got to do all the, the normal things that people do like go around the, the house. Yeah, go to the, I like, <laughs> all right, next week I got like three doctor's appointments. It's yeah. like, oh, I got to cram all of this into one week, you yeah. know? And uh, gotta go, yeah. Post office, whatever. Like, 
It's <laughs> gotta go to the post office. Yeah, gotta go to the post office. I gotta, I gotta keep up with my correspondence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Like, it's funny. Take your car in, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> I got to do that. That's why I just remembered that. <laughs> You're just making up stuff that people do, that you know. <laughs> Take um, the car in. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to hear more music in a second. I just want to say that um, one of the things I think that, that Tom and I talk a lot about with the, the fish community is like there's this, you know, group of, speaking for myself, pretty insane people who, like, you know, can name the fact that, like, if you someone says St. Louis 93, I know they're talking about August 16th, like, stuff like that, you know? And that, that, the fact that that's come up around Fish, I think, and, and the dead and, and lots of other scenes, it's a, it's a huge part of what, I think, what keeps, like, the band going, you know? And you guys have, like, this community has, has basically evolved alongside you. And it's like bigger than ever, and it'll continue to grow. And um, I have to say that uh, my friend's calling me. It's not really a good time. Um, <laughs> we have we have some fellow Osiris podcasters here who do goose stuff, like Leslie and Alexius from the Ghost Chicks Pod. Oh, yeah. We have we have Ryan Storm and Neil from Always Almost There. Um, and uh, I guess I'm just wondering, like the community, like what is it? What does it mean to you guys? What, what do you draw from the community? How do you, how do you see the community in relation to, to what you guys do musically? <laughs> uh, it's so important. I, I was going to say before, like, I've been so exhausted sometimes and then, like, walk up on stage and then the crowd, you know, everybody's just, like, bringing so much energy and it just, like, it hits me like a wave and I'm just, like, so, all of a sudden I go from, like, you know, zero to 100 and it's just, like, it's incredible. What a feeling, you know? Um, so grateful for everybody for, like, bringing that energy every yes. day. It's unbelievable. Um, we've got a great, a great community. And now the Western Sun Foundation has started, too. Yeah. Some, like, some nonprofits going on, which is great. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's everything, you know? Yeah. Um, moments when you kind of get in your head and it's kind of like, what, what, are we, what am I doing? Like, yeah. You know, it's like that. It's the most grounding thing, actually, that we have now, mm -hmm. I think, is just seeing real people, um, you guys, just everything that you guys Hi. do, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it keeps us going. When, when you say getting your, you mean like you're like thinking about the music and like, or writing a song or, I mean, anything that. Yeah, may... like I suck, you know. Yeah. Whatever, that, that kind of stuff, you know. Whatever, the normal, everyone. It's I mean, thing. I feel the same way. I go to shows and people come up to me and say, like, thank you for what you do with Osiris. And it changes my day. And I, like, I can imagine when you come out to a bunch of people who are like, thank you. That, that, that can change your mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a strange pursuit. I don't know. Like, you know, making music for yourself is, is a thing. And then yeah. kind of all the energy and all the things you, have, you do to do it as a career is a different thing. Yeah. And, you know, doing those things can be strange sometimes. And, um, but like, this is what makes it worth it, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for that. Um, yeah, Will. I just want to, Jeff, Jeff, you're really good at interacting with, engaging with people on social media. Sometimes you have, sometimes. You have, you have hot takes um, at times. How, how do you see the how do you see the community kind of in relation to to what you do? Uh, I think Peter nailed it. I mean, just energy, inspiration, motivation, just reminds us that like 
we are on a mission and we have a lot of people to like serve and uh, give back to. Um, so yeah, nice. keeps us going. Awesome. Keeps me in the studio till 3 a.m., you know? <laughs> Yeah. After rehearsal. And whatever. shout out to the Gung Gang also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure yeah. Some people here. Yeah. Um, should, we, uh, should we hear a little more music? Yeah. You guys down? Thank you guys so much. Woo! Are we on trip? Okay. All right. All right. All right. If you, you know, if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Nate.
still can't see what I'm keeping on my back. I'm falling around in circles. Falling around in circles. Falling around in circles. Still don't know where my blood is.
Get it. Zip it. I love it when he throws the bow. That's the stuff, folks. Just That's keep the going, stuff.
like a permanent stitch Is it on your lip? Has it been weighing on it? Is it a little bit fucked? Or did the wrong come loose? Or did you change your mind? Or did it change you? You're gonna burn it up some Better turn it off some Better take that hill Peter, is that ending harder than it looks or easier than it looks? Because it looks pretty hard. It, it lo- it's harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, guys. This is awesome. Um, Rick, there's a lot going on in Dripfield. I've been, I love it. I saw it live in New Haven when you guys played it and then left and then came back and finished it. And there, it's just, it's an amazing live song, but lyrically, there's, there's so much going on. And I've tried for a long time to figure out what's going on, but I can't. Is there, can you, 
in a, in a good way. It keeps me like there's different parts that I, every time I listen, I'm like, oh wow. It is can you talk a little bit about where the song came from? Yeah, I mean that's like I kind of want to feel that way too. When I write, <laughs> honestly, um, yeah. you know, I I, I not um, I don't know. Rarely do I able to get away with something writing something that feels right and done that I totally don't know anything about. Yeah. But um, I'm like actually kind of striving for that. Interesting. You know, it's like yeah. I, I kind of wanted my head to be as little involved as possible. Yeah. Is, is something I'm kind of going for. But um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's stuff here that is a lot about um, my old man. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Kind of kind of a lot of that going on there. Yeah. But um, there's I, yeah there's there's things like a lot of times it's just something. I, I take a really long time with lyrics, actually. It's, it's like, the, the thing that I struggle with the most. Um, hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it, kind of just waiting for something to feel right. And if I don't know what it means and it feels right, then that's, like, kind of the best case scenario for me. Is that... Do, do you... I know the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's usually... That's usually the stuff that, like, you know, 10 years... I'm like, I don't know what this means, but it feels good. Like, 10 years down the road, I'll be like, oh... That makes it's just like that's what it, you know. It makes sense on a level that I just don't understand in real time. You know. Sometimes you look really good for no reason. You know, except the universe wants you to look good. For example, um, I've been I've taken a lot of heat over the lyric from Stash, uh, "Garden dependent on whales," and then suddenly at Madison Square Garden yeah. they flew away. <laughs> like you knew that was going to happen. Twenty-five years late. I'm like, see, see. <laughs> Deal with it. It all comes around. <laughs> so the the line, "Why well, you got to be such a soldier all the time?" Is there? That's this. That's the line that I've gone around a lot. Like I think I think I get, or I have my own interpretation, but it changes every time I hear it. Is is it? Is that line like that for you? Oh, Jeff. I, Jeff? I feel like that line's about me every time he sings it. <laughs> Spending so much time like, in the studio. Just like little militant, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, damn, he's right. <laughs> damn. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it's a pretty personal thing, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, it's, um, there is like a militant thing, and mm-hmm. it's, it can be pretty um, uh, self-destructive in ways, you know. Yeah. Um, not being, not, like not letting up on yourself yep. and that kind of thing. I totally get that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Thatch. I think when we put this together, I was like, "Thatch is the newest song," but now, like, it's it's been it's been displaced by many songs. I think you've debuted three songs this week, um, or you know, over the past several shows, which are amazing. Um, it's uh, the the groove of that song is so interesting and unique, and uh, like I was saying, Peter, the end. I mean, there's there's so much going on there musically. Um, how did that come together? Quickly, did it take a while? Because it's a it's a complex song, but it has like such a great. It just has like a has a, a vibe, for lack of a better term. <laughs> just curious how that came together for you guys. Um, like yeah, it was, I guess it was relatively quick. Um, I just said like it, it started with that that melody, and I just kind of I, I'm sitting on I don't know just we always we're always recording things in our phones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. ideas, little little melodies and stuff like that. And there's you know probably more of them than I'll ever be able to. Yeah, too. But that one kind of just came up, and then uh, last fall, just kind of like processing certain stuff and ideas, and and then it, you know, kind of 
kind of came out fairly quickly that mm. way. Nice. But it, yeah, it's good to, you know, good to do a fun one. It's really fun. It's a super fun song. Um, and I guess I have to ask because there's been three new songs this week. What, what, how many, how many songs are in development? Are there like several albums being worked on as we speak? Like how does, and how does new song development work for you guys given all the, you know, being on the road so much? There's, there's no, you know, there's no one way. Um, you know, we were going to the studio this year, but uh, obviously we, you know, played like a ton of new songs last yeah. year. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the, I guess the, the downside to doing what we do, debuting things live. It's, it's you know, less exciting when the record comes out, but. Um, it depends who you ask. I guess so, you know. <laughs> All right. We, you know. Um, you guys still like it? When yeah. <laughs> we're, we're still gonna record them, so, you know. Yeah. It's gonna happen. Um, but yeah, no, there's, you know, there's, there's always new things. I, th I think, I think there's, there's no set way, you know, that's, yeah. that's the cool thing about songwriting is like, it's always different or can be always different. And, um, yeah, you just have to go with the process, like the process and explore the process, let the process explore the process, you know? So wake up and write down exactly yeah, you what you start, were dreaming about. You start saying process a lot. Yeah. <laughs> process. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas told me, you've told me a few stories about waking up in the middle of the night and like running to the bathroom to write something down. Yeah, like, well, the bathroom said I don't bother the person next to me. Let's be clear. I'm not whacking it out for three hours or whatever. Oh, <laughs> whatever there, he said, drums. He's Jeff playing does. drums and saxophone. Stamina. And things, you know, you know? Stamina. And, you gotta, Jesus. <laughs> gotta get those numbers get up, Tom. minds out of the gutters, people. And, uh, I, I'll give it a try. Can I just say thank you to, to Lily, Tom's wife, for uh, tolerating... The, the wake-ups in the middle of the night so Tom can write songs for decades. Um, I guess Tom, Tom has a question, but before I... Peter, I have to... Is there, is there one Mets shirt? Or is there, like, a collection of them? Because... This is the one. It's one. It's kind of a... It's, like, it's, a, it's a lucky shirt, right? It's got to be. It's my girlfriend's shirt. Oh. Um, Hi. It's Becky. Yeah, yeah. It all, you know, it all started with like, you know, kind of just missed her on the road. T took one of her shirts with me. Oh my. And then just like busted it out, you know, when I was like missing home. So now I just kind of like have adopted That's amazing. it. And, uh, that is it amazing. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about multi-instrumentalists. Um, I'm done being surprised. I'm ne I'll never be done being impressed by people that play guitar well and keyboards well. Um, because to me, they're completely different. When you look at a keyboard, it makes sense to me. It's like left is low and right is high. Guitar, you can play the same note six or whatever places on, on the neck. And it's completely different. Yeah. And so I'm impressed. Uh, well, like I said, um, I, I'll always be impressed. Like Trey, for example. Drummer, we all know that he was started as a drummer, then guitarist. And I always thought I had keyboards on him, and no, he's, he just progressed way, way faster than he should have on <laughs> keys. And, and it's, uh, you know, that's their hidden talents, right? On, on stage, they, they do their, their main acts, but it's really cool to see you do it live. That's amazing. But surprisingly, this question is for Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's even harder to play bass and drums. You know? well, yeah, so, so you're, you know, you're comfortable in the melody instrumental realm as you demonstrated here, but also on stage with the rhythm percussion realm and your role in Goose as the percussionist has me wondering, um, 
when you're looking for musical cues uh, to fill, you know, to put your, your take on, on what's happening, are you listening to Trevor on bass or are you listening to Ben on drums more? Um, <laughs> is this an or question? You, you answer it however you can. All right. Uh, so I, I listen to everyone. And if I, you know, if Peter switches keyboards and I can't really hear what he's doing, I'll, I'll adjust my mix. Um, but uh, a lot of the conversation is like me reacting to what Rick's playing, but I'm reacting to what everyone's playing. You know, me, me, and, me and Ben are really locked. Um, being a drummer, I feel like when I'm not playing drums, I don't really have to focus on the drums because I just like, they're just in there. Uh, so I don't, really ha I don't have to like crank him in the mix or anything. I'm looking at him, and um, he's right next to me. I can hear him. <laughs> uh, it, it helps that I can just see what he's doing. Um, but yeah, just reacting to everyone. I got, I got Trevor in there. <laughs> I, got, cool. I got Trevor in there. I got Rick in there. He's I got, got all the guys. I got Peter in there. He's got all the guys in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, let, you know, Getty, a little like... Freak me out a little bit. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm playing with everybody, but I, I react to what Rick plays a lot. Would you call you, you do you. it well? Would you call yourself a bass player or a, or a drummer? What's your what's your a main, guy? What's your main? <laughs> it's one of the guys. Another or uh, you, don't, yeah. you don't like you don't like or questions. Uh, I don't know. Depends on what I'm playing. I mean, don't call don't call me a bass player if I'm playing drums. You know. <laughs> and it, it's worth it's worth mentioning, Jeff, that you got to play guitar on stage with Trey and Rick, <laughs> and tomorrow never knows at Radio City. Oh, yeah. And while while Father John Misty was uh, doing something back playing there, playing my drums. Yeah, that was that was pretty sick. It was pretty awesome, right? Yeah. We were we were dying at soundcheck when Jeff Jeff's up there with like Trey playing guitar. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> C chord, yeah, yeah, C. I think I, I talked to you right after that show, and I think you, if I can quote you, you said something like, "So many people wish that they could be up here with Trey." And oh it's my me. god! <laughs> yeah, so many great guitarists been playing guitar their whole life. I'm up here just like C. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, one, it, one more it can fan. for anybody, you know. <laughs> um, one more uh, question for fans. How do you guys do set list stuff um, for a Rebelo versus Goose? Like, is there, a, is there a different way of doing it? Is there a different process? Uh, is there different decision making? Like, how, how does that work? Kind of the same. Yeah. I'd yeah. say. Rebelo is just more songs, uh, more, I guess, more covers, but yeah. yeah it's like you, 20, you... 20 song usually, 25. For Ray Below, yeah. we're writing down. Goose is more like, you know, between 12 and 16. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Is, um, is there a veto among, like, the three of you? Does it have to be unanimous, or, or, or is it a committee thing? It's a vibe thing. Yeah. Vibe thing. <laughs> Big vibes. So many things yeah. are. You know? Yeah, yeah. No recipes, just vibes. Vibes. We're just vibing out. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so... Jeff's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a you mic. Got, you got him going. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you did. You have a mic at 2020 during, during for that first show. You no. didn't talk much. I had a nice shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> I caught the 
attention. You gave me a stool, I think. <laughs> 2023, we're gonna have a mute button for you. We promised to keep this on track, and um, we failed, so sorry, everybody. Um, all right, we're going to hear some more music. Um, one of the songs that I think you guys are going to play, um, I promised my wife I wouldn't, like, get, you know, emotional about this, but This Old Sea is possibly my favorite song of yours, and I, I find this, like, wisdom in a lot of the lyrics that you guys have put together, and um, I'm a lot older than you. Um, you know, I don't look it, but, but I am. But as a parent, like, the, the lyrics in This Old Sea are so resonant with me. Like, they, they, they kind of, like, encompass what it's like being a parent. And I know that, like, you guys, you don't have kids. But, like, how, how does something like that, how do you tap into something like that that is, you know, powerful but also approachable? Because I think, like, everyone can relate to these lyrics. And I feel the same way about Western Sun and... Um, a lot of the others, but yeah, yeah. there are these lyrics that I think really hit people in a really deep, deep way, and I don't know, I, I, it's a hard question to answer, so I'm sorry for asking it, but, um, like, how do you, how do you tap into that? I feel like the word is wisdom, um, you know, kind of beyond, beyond your years. Well, um, you know, it do, doesn't, the, I, <laughs> <laughs> I told you there'd be no gotcha questions. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I don't, you know, it, it doesn't feel like it comes from, like, my head, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> That's it, I, I guess. Crystal um, ball. Crystal ball? <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know, I, I, I really, for a while, tried writing consciously about, you know, what I experienced and, and lost and things like that. Yeah. And, um, it was really hard. You know, I, I kind of was having a really tough time processing everything. And, um writing about it was really difficult because of that. You know, there was a lot of, like, repressed, repressed stuff, and yeah. I would try to write about it. I knew that there was this big thing, this big knot, yeah. and, um, you know, I was trying to write it out, but it just, everything was contrived, and, and it was... Like, it comes out too literal, or... Yeah, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It's just, it wasn't there, and then, you know, some, it's like, when you allow things versus try to do things, you know, that, yeah. that's when something worthwhile happens, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I think being an artist in general is like get, trying to get out of the way is the best thing you can do. Trust the muse. Yeah. Just, yeah, just yeah. Write, it, write it down when it comes. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's, it's, if, I could, if I could conjure this stuff up in my brain, I'd, I'd probably do it a lot more often. <laughs> it's like, it just, it just, you know, it's floating around, and you're, if you're lucky enough to catch it, then... Yeah. yeah. You gotta create the space. Yeah. yeah. You know, create the stillness so you're, like, able to react to those things. Yeah, be receptive to it when it happens. You also have to commit. You know, that's, like, that's the biggest thing is, is um, just... It's almost like a daily, it's like a constant meditation. You know, being aware, and I, I struggle with it sometimes, especially with running around and like touring and stuff like that. But you know, it's being a songwriter, an artist of any kind. Really, it's 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 always it's it's about mm-hmm. always being there. It's like not like sitting down for an hour and writing. It's you know, the things happen when you're going to the store or you're whatever cooking, you know, mac and cheese or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's like then it, you have to just constantly be there. 
Right. And, and you know, you're thinking about it in the back of your mind, I guess. I don't know. I do have a lot of wake up and write songs because right then, that moment, I'm not in my way for whatever reason. Yeah. So sometimes I write down just absolute garbage and yet often, you know, maybe one in ten, there's something there. Yeah. Like a little song around it. Yeah. Um, when the tab goose tour, just real quick to go back to that, because Trey sang Let's See with you guys. He sang Red Bird. He sang, I mean, what is there anything to describe like having a, a someone who's a kind of musical hero like sing your sing your song with you on stage? I mean, just like when he would hop in on the lyrics, it's like that that must have been a, even a step up from just you know being in, on the tour and, and jamming and collaborating. Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah, that's something that like you never would have expected, you know, like especially writing, you know, Redbird or something. Never had a thought in my mind about that, you know? <laughs> um, what an honor it was, you know? Like, I've been a fan and admirer of Trey for so long, and it was just like, it was pure magic for me. Anything to add? Um, no, it's just really inspiring. You know, that, that was that was kind of a, just uh, another aspect of, the, of what he was focused on, why he wanted to do it. It was about, you know, original, his original things, you know, his, his music, you know, our music. It, it, that was, it was just really inspiring and humbling that he wanted to, wanted to do that. It's interesting you say that because that's what I saw on stage was like humility from everyone. You know, like everyone seemed so grateful, like no one was stepping on each other's toes from what I could see. You know, it was like, it was everyone, it looked like everyone was so grateful to, to be in that experience, which is just incredible. Yeah. First time around, he was a little, he was very humble. Was like, that's epic, but yeah. dude, go. <laughs> Radio City was like, dude, just come on, please. Dude, do it. Um, all right, I think we have time for a couple more songs. Um, if you guys are up for that, it's up to you guys. Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. So last time, last time uh, we did this thing three years ago, these guys honored me by uh, learning Brian and Robert, and uh, this year, this time, we we're gonna. Make an attempt at another fish song that I wrote the lyrics to called Meat.
that we would let everyone get back to the things they have to do today. So I just want to say thank you again to Garcia's for having us. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, thank you Tom. Thank you, RJ. And thanks, everybody, for coming. This has been incredible, and hope to see you again soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. And we'll do it again in three years. Three more years. Let's do it. We'll be back. Thank you, guys. Osiris.